that you want to try that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Friday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. I'm, of course, your host, Logan Blackman, and it is a fun day today. Not only that, it's Friday, which makes this Friday fun day. Whoa, how crazy is that? Before we get into Friday fun day, make sure to go follow all the Logan Blackman Show social media accounts at the underscore LB underscore show show's Twitter account at Logan underscore Blackman's my personal Twitter account. Then go follow the Instagram account, the Logan Blackman Show on Instagram. Go and follow my personal Instagram, Blackman Logan. Go like the YouTube channel or go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Search Logan Blackman should pop up. We didn't have a video come up on Wednesday. Very disappointing. We lost the footage somehow or got corrupted or something in iMovie. And it just, it wouldn't download to my computer. It would stop downloading at 7 minutes and 43 seconds every single time. So that's why there was no video yesterday or Wednesday. There was no video on Wednesday. And I'm sorry that there was no podcast yesterday or Thursday, which today is Thursday, but I'm recording this today early. I had a lot of fun. I had, I was, I was, uh, how am I going to word this? I was out of town yesterday. I was in Ames. I guess that's not really out of town. I mean, it's like a half hour away. I was hanging out with some friends, childhood friends. One of them's moving up to Minnesota. Minneapolis, to be exact, right down the street from U.S. Bank Stadium where the Minnesota Vikings play, where I watched the Buffalo Bills beat the Minnesota Vikings with Josh Allen, one of the greatest plays I've ever seen in my entire life, hurdling Anthony Barr. Did not see that coming at all, and I'll never forget what happened at the start of the game. My dad turned to me and said, Logan, I've never been more nervous for a guy than that guy right there, pointing to Josh Allen. And the Bills ended up pounding the crap out of the Vikings. It was freaking sweet. And even Vikings fans. I mean, we were walking in. Vikings fans were like, are you guys ready for today? Hi, you guys ready? As we're, they're like 14 and a half, 15 point favorites. Are you guys ready for today? Dad and I and all of our Bills fans groups are going, yeah, I mean, we're just here to have a good time. We're here to give it, have a good time. We're not really expecting a lot here. Um, it's going to be, we're expecting a terrible game. To be short, to be frank, it's going to be terrible. It's going to suck. And we go into the game, I have never seen a more dejected group of fans than the Minnesota Vikings fans at that game. It was freaking awesome. I have a couple friends that are big-time Vikings fans, and I have been with them through a lot of their pains and struggles throughout our friendships, watching them with the Vikings. But this one, I was not with them for, with, I was not with them for this, but I was there for it. So I was Snapchatting them all the time, like, what the hell is going on here? Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. The Bills, going into that season, were expected to get the number one overall pick. Finished with six wins on the season. Absolutely fantastic season for what the expectations were at the start of it. And they got blown out like three or four times that season. It was a terrible game. It was a terrible season to watch. You had to watch Nathan Peterman, Derek Anderson, and then Matt Barkley who balled out against the Jets, to be fair to him. But... That little stretch of when Josh Allen got hurt against the Texans to Matt Barkley against the Jets, watching Nathan Peterman and Matt and Derek Anderson plat- battling it out for the starting job was impossible to watch. And I watched J.P. Lossman and Kelly Holcomb battle it out when I was younger. So when I talk about bad quarterback play, I know it very, very well. Watching J.P. Lossman and Kelly Holcomb. Like, that was absolutely horrific. It's sad... And kind of funny at the same time that growing up, the best quarterback in your lifetime growing up was Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's a good thing and a bad, because I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
is one of the most popular players in the NFL. But it was terrible to watch <laughs> uh, Derek Anderson and, and uh, Nathan Peterman. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Derek Anderson some slack because he was basically brought in off the golf course and said, hey, you got to take this dude's job. We are ha- going to have a mutiny in the locker room if this dude starts another game. And then Derek Anderson gets hurt. And we're like, well, we had to play Nathan Peterman, which fair play to Nathan Peterman. Uh, he scored the first rushing touchdown the Chicago Bears allowed all season in like a 47-7 blowout of the Bills in Buffalo against the Bears. But he got the first rushing touchdown the Bears allowed all season, which was really funny to <laughs> which was very, very funny to watch. And sad at the same time. You're just watching a train wreck. Can't really can't really look away. But the problem is, along with that train tra- train wreck. You're, uh, you're sitting in the car as well, and you are involved in the wreck. You're not just watching the train wreck. You are taking part in said train wreck. But either way, you just can't stop watching. One, because you're kind of forced to, and yeah, it just wasn't fun. But that season, though, for what the expectations were to where they finished, it was awesome season. Six wins. Josh Allen owns the Miami Dolphins. I mean, that's that's a fact. Josh Allen has had his best career games against the Miami Dolphins, and again, or saying, let's say this, it's not terribly like, oh man, he owns this team that was supposed to be terrible last year, which, I mean, the Dolphins in his two years in the league haven't been the greatest team of all time, let's just say it like that, but he has had good success against them, you only beat the teams that are in front of you, and Josh Allen's performed very well against Miami Dolphins. Some other quarterbacks that are said to be better than Josh Allen, we will not mention names here, gave the Dolphins their first win of the season last year. And have struggled mightily against said Miami Dolphins. But again, he will not be named. Or she. We don't discriminate here. They will not be named. They might play for a team in New Jersey. But that's all I'm going to say here. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. But man, crazy how we get off topic like this. Where we go, oh, my friend's moving to Minneapolis. Remember when the Bills <laughs> ass-pounded the Vikings? When the they were supposed to be reversed, where the Vikings delivered it to the Bills? Not the Bills giving it and the Vikings are seeing it. that's such a gross way to think about it uh the Bills were playing pitcher the jo- the Vikings were the catcher in that game let's just say it. <laughs> it's gross gross analogy but you know what it's funny the Vikings they've been catchers for a very very long time let's just say <laughs> so if the Bills to be fair I'm not saying the Bills have been pitchers they've been catching a lot I mean a lot especially through the last 20 years even before the 90s before Jim Kelly that organization was nothing spectacular you had OJ Simpson Joe Ferguson Joe DeLamalure I don't even know if I said his name right DeLamalure it's a long name Uh, you go and try to pronounce it I don't care but that was the only bright spots of their team you had Kemp coming in and like they were not a good team Cookie Gilchrist was there but they just weren't that good of a franchise at that point until Jim Kelly and Marv Levy, Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas, all of those guys came in and completely revamped the organization, went to four straight Super Bowls, lost all of them, one of my dad's birthdays. But you move. You move on. You take it and go like, oh, remember when the Bills, oh, the Bills suck. They lost four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, but who else has been to four straight Super Bowls? It only hurts for a little bit because they may have lost it, but they've the only team in NFL history to go to four straight Super Bowls. Even with how good the New England Patriots were for that uh, the I don't know, only that last 20 years, they never went to four straight Super Bowls. They may have lost all of them, but going to four straight, they played an entire season. They played five seasons in four seasons. They played, wait, is that, no, what? No. 
that's not right. It pretty pretty close. <laughs> I think in time they it was pretty close. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> we're not we're not paid to be the smartest people in math. Uh, we are paid to have the greatest opinions in sports ever, and also having the greatest merchandise ever. I, I noticed you sitting there watching this, or if you're listening, you're going, "Wow, Logan sounds very comfortable," or "Logan looks very comfortable." He's sitting in his favorite recliner, a rocking chair, not a recliner, but he looks more comfortable or sounds more comfortable than he normally does. And you would be right about that because I have my official Logan Blackman show pillow. Insert anime wow noise. Look at that. Beautiful. So comfortable. It's like I could sleep on this all day. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful pillow. I love it. Absolutely love it. Got the Zubas on. Got my Josh Allen jersey on, my Bills hat. I was at our Bills-Eagles game right next to the Bills Mafia house. Not a great game. Uh, Bills got absolutely destroyed in this game. Terrible game, terrible weather, terrible game, just all around terrible. Uh, pictures, let's do a little backstory on the pictures because some people might not know where these pictures stem from because obviously it's got my face on um, on my name. So the first picture on Logan, that's the O, that is the Logan Blackman Show Twitter account logo. I was editing a video for video production at William Penn and uh, that I just paused the video randomly and I had my arms crossed and I was like, oh my God, what a cringy little picture that is. So I took a picture, put a bunch of emojis around and set it as my uh, show's Twitter account. Next one, that is from Halloween, last Halloween. I was Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite, had the brown wig, had a mustache rocking, I had the shirt, I had everything. I was a sick Uncle Rico. My friends, the Andrews, Andrew Gunnis and Andrew Meyer, were Napoleon Dynamite and Kip. It was just a great Halloween costume. The third one on the A in Blackman, the first A in Blackman, I guess, is me filming a Jaguars prediction video because I didn't add them to my 2018 season prediction video. So I had to wear the stupid helmet. That was a little thing that we did in Wee Bowling. If you got a gutter ball, or just in bowling in general, I guess, we took it to the to Merle Hay Lanes a couple times. Um, if you got a gutter ball, you had to wear the stupid helmet until someone else got a gutter ball. So it was like, oh my God, you're too stupid to roll the ball right down the middle of the lane. Oh my God, you're so stupid. Sometimes people would have to wear it the entire game because there'd be just a good run of bowlers that night or that day, whatever time you want to do it. But that was a very fun time. But that's, I wore the stupid helmet for that because I was too stupid to remember to put the Jaguars in the prediction video. I think I accidentally deleted them from my wheel that I was doing it from. Third one, uh, I was recovering from a concussion at William Penn, and we were at Walmart. And one of my friends said uh, I looked like the Unabomber. So I put my hood up, and he took the picture, and it uh, I, I don't know. I don't really see it, but whatever. And then the last one, I felt filmed a video with my boy Spencer. You can see Spencer in the Chicago Bears Ultimate Fan Quiz video. If you don't know who Spencer is, I think he's he is he any in any more videos or is he just in that? I don't know, but I I was uh Dikembe Mutombo's son and I was going to go to college to play basketball. And I was just a sorry excuse for a basketball player. It was which is true. I didn't need to act, really. I just had to be myself. But say I was going to follow my father's footsteps and all that stuff. And that picture, Spencer tweeted it. It was a screenshot, much like the the first picture we talked about. Screenshot. And the third one, I guess. It was all screenshots. And that one, the last one, was on Twitter. 
And a lot of people from William Penn even saw that picture. I love the picture. I must ask you a question. Must ask, must, must ask you a question. Must ask you a question. Now, if you're laying there on your Logan Blackman show official pillow, you're like, wow, this is so comfortable. But I'm on public transport. I need a mask. Well, you don't want to wear one of these things. Like, I'll show you why you don't want to wear one of these regular masks. You can't breathe. <gasps> you can't fall asleep. You're going to pass out because you're not going to be breathing. I mean, that's the whole point of sleeping anyways, but passing out. But you're going to pass out in your sleep. Think, think about that. It's super scary. But you can't breathe. It's impossible to breathe with this thing on. <sighs> can't breathe. But, thankfully, the Logan Blackman Show, when it's, with its innovative technology, has gone out of the way to not only make a mask, but the greatest mask of all time. Let me throw this bad boy. It's hard to do this with one hand, but we're doing because I have to hold the mic as well. I don't know why I put it closer to my mouth because the video can't. <laughs> I don't throw in the audio from the video as well or the audio from the audio the podcast on the video i'm gonna put it on my ears insert anime wow noise again wow i hope i didn't put this on upside down i don't know if i put this on upside down or not <laughs> i hope i hope i didn't if i did that'd be really funny i hope i didn't though actually i kind of hope i did but you can get this matching set <laughs> from the Logan Blackman Show website whenever we release the official link to everything. But imagine you looking like this out in public. Like, like just picture that. Like, actually, this is just, this is awesome. I'm happy the mask came in today. The mask came in today, and it's really comfortable, actually. Like, it's, it, like, those ones, jokes aside... I mean, they're not the most comfortable things in the world. This one is nice fabric. It's, I believe it's machine washable. I'm not going to say it isn't or is 100% because if it's not, I don't want to be in trouble for that. But I believe it is machine washable because it's fabric. It's very soft unless you got a beard. Like, like if you have a big beard like mine, it kind of, the, it kind of prickles your face a little bit. But... Look at that. It's just a great combination. You can get that at theloganblackmanshow.com whenever we officially release the link. And look at that. I couldn't be talking like this with that oxygen-reducing mask. I'd be wearing this beautiful mask with my beautiful logo on it that I made in my computer design class. or my I don't really know what the class was called, but we had to make websites and stuff like that. But it's so soft. It's so nice. Very nice. But yes, the Logan Blackman Show pillow. And the Logan Blackman Show face mask. I, I, I think I did have it right way up, so that's that's positive. But all good stuff here on the Logan Blackman Show website. We got two shirts that came in the mail yesterday. So the pillow, as you know, came in on, when was this, Tuesday? I believe Tuesday. Uh, the pillow, I just said the pillow. Uh, the shirts came in yesterday, so Wednesday. I had a white sweatshirt. It says Blogan Whiteman on it, red text and blue text, because red, white, and blue are the are house colors of the Blackman household, and that's just my colors for all my stuff anyways, but yeah, so I got that shirt coming, or a sweatshirt that came in, and then I got a Buffalogan shirt, so you know, Buffalo, Buffalogan, yeah, very creative stuff, there's not a lot of things that escape this big brain right here, so we got that. 
that came in yesterday, Wednesday, for those of you who are listening to us on Friday, because of course this is a Friday show. And then the mask came in today. So we got all of that stuff coming in. Logan Blackman Show merchandise is coming very, very soon. Um, I've got a, a shoot I want to put together really soon as well so I can post it on Instagram and then people can look at that and go, wow, that looks really cool. Because the shirts are coming in. They're so comfortable. I don't have the Buffalo Logan shirt on right now because it's in the, the washing machine. I wore it last night when I went to go visit my friends up in Ames. So it, it and we went to a Hickory Park and it got a, like a tiny, tiny dribble of something on it. I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm not wearing that because I had to get spray and wash on it when I got home and I threw it in the washer this morning. Now it's in the dryer because I was working all day, so I didn't have time to throw it into the dryer. But I do have my I liked Javi Baez before it was cool shirt. And, uh, yeah, this is true. I did. He was my favorite player on the I-Cubs. Uh, being from Iowa, you get exposed to these big-time Cubs players before a lot of people do. Even so more with the lower league stuff as well. But I love Javier Baez. I love Chris Bryant. I love all the Cubs players. I don't really necessarily dislike anybody on the Cubs anymore. I disliked Addison Russell. I don't really care about I don't dislike any of the Cubs players anymore. I, I, they all seem like very nice people. Very fun people to be around. They all look like they genuinely like each other. I'm intrigued to see how they do because baseball, of course, is back. Baseball is back tonight. But if you're listening to this on Friday, like the show is going to be aired on on Friday, they were last night. You had the Yankees at the Nationals. Dr. Fauci will be throwing out the first pitch of the game. So you know cameras are going to be on him all game because (laughs) he can't take that mask off. He has got to be the main person to never, ever, ever take that mask off. And he does. Media is going to eat that up. He has to keep it on the entire time. And that game is on, I think, 40 minutes. I guess I don't necessarily know when the game starts. Oh, it's on right now. Oh, God. Okay, it's already it must have started at 6. This is the first inning right now. Yankees are up 2-0 in this game over the Washington Nationals. Then you have, of course, Aaron Judge. Uh, or Aaron Judge getting on base. And then you have Giancarlo Stanton smashing a home run. And am I surprised? No. Smashed at the center, 459 feet. First home run of the season. First run scored officially by Aaron Judge, registered to Giancarlo Stanton. They are through five batters right now. They're on uh, Gary Sanchez right now. Brett Gardner just struck out the first out of the inning, first out of the game for the Washington Nationals with Max Scherzer on the mound for the Nats. Lineups in this game, uh, New York Yankees, Aaron Hicks leading off. Aaron Judge, Gleyber Torres, Giancarlo Stanton, Brett Gardner, Gary Sanchez, Luke Voigt, who is the guy that played for the Memphis Redbirds when I was working for the Iowa Cubs. Side story. I told I was directing the game. I was directing the broadcast for the game. And we were talking I don't know how this got brought up. I think we were talking about accents or something. And I said I can do a really good Arnold impression. I'm not gonna do it here, so don't get your hopes up for me doing an Arnold impression. But I can do one. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but beep, beep, beep. I can do a good Arnold impression. But I said, hey, I can do a good Arnold impression. They go, oh, you got to do it. You got to do it, Logan. You can't just be saying it and not do it. But I'm going to do that here because it's my show. No one else has peer pressured me to say this. I said, fine. If the Redbirds score two runs in this inning, I will do this. I will do it. This inning happened. (laughs) Luke Voigt. Starting first baseman for the New York Yankees smashes a two-run home run to deep, dead center. So I have to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression for the rest of the freaking game. The rest of the game. 
doing an audible voice. So I said like, I'm not, I'm not going to do the voice, but like switching the camera three, uh, switching the camera five, camera one, main shot, replay. I had to do all of that for the rest of the game. This was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Luke Voigt made me do that. And if I ever get the chance to interview Luke Voigt, I'm going to remind him of that because I personally love it. I thought it was so funny, but I was, everybody's like, oh, he did it. Now you got to do it. But I was like, oh no, I, I didn't think he was actually going to do it. I think I, I didn't think they were going to score a run. Oh no, they did. They scored two on one hit. <laughs> uh, and then I, I had to ease myself into it because I started getting nervous. And then that started, obviously, I'm guessing it went in everybody's mind. Oh, he can't do it. Logan's not really that cool to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. He ain't that cool. He ain't that guy. Uh, but, yeah, I did it, and it was it was really funny. I think, I guess I could, I guess that sounds pretty, uh, what do you want to call it, um, self-centered. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was so funny when I did my Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. I think it was funny. I don't, I got, I was really nervous to do it at first because I don't know. It, I just didn't expect it to happen. So I was more surprised than anything. Uh, rest of the order, Urshela batting in eighth and then Tyler Wade in ninth batting in second base for the Washington Nationals. First inning bottom. We're at the bottom of the first now uh, with the Washington Nationals up to bat. Trey Turner uh, got out in the game. I don't know what he got out from. Cause I'm just looking at the box score right now. Adam Eaton's up next. One of my favorite Cubs players growing up, Starlin Castro, is up to bat next for the Washington Nationals. Howie Kendricks, again, this is universal DH now. We're at an NL ballpark, but NL teams doing the DH now. So Howie Kendrick is the DH. Eric Thames, Milwaukee Brewers, and I believe Japanese baseball? Korean or Japanese baseball? He was on, I think it was the Korean version of, or just the original version, I guess, of the Masked Singer. He's one of those two legends. I can't remember which country it was, but he was a very good baseball player over in Asia for a while. Uh, but he's playing first base for the Nationals. Kurt Suzuki's behind the plate. Uh, Azrubal Cabrera at third. Uh, Stevenson at left field because Juan Soto, one of the best young players in all of baseball, is out due to having COVID-19. This is not what MLB needed for their first game of the season, but obviously it's running smoothly for as far as I can tell. Didn't affect the players, at least from face value right now. And then Victor Robles bringing up the rear, batting ninth in center field. And again, the score is 2-0 to the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Washington Nationals. And he got a game later tonight as well between the New York Giants and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers signed Mookie Betts to a nice little deal. Nice little deal. Nice 12-year, $365 million contract. And that's combined. We're going to combine his one-year, $27 million contract that he has already. So in total, this contract is 13 years, $392 million. And a lot of people, most notably Red Sox fans, were like, ah, he's going to have fun with him for this loan period, I guess. And then he signs a new deal like that. The player the Red Sox fans wanted to get signed, at least most of them from what I could tell, wanted to get signed. And the Red Sox just never wanted to put that much money into him. Let him go to Los Angeles. And now, right as the season starts, signs a massive contract. One of the best players in baseball. Two seasons ago, he was the AL MVP on the best team in baseball. At the time, I believe the Red Sox were the best team in baseball. Maybe they were behind somebody. But... 
El Mookie Betts first game with the Dodgers tonight. Johnny Cueto will be on the mound on the mound for the San Francisco Giants, and Dustin May will be on the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Kershaw, I think I saw going on IL. I think that's what I saw. Maybe I misread something, but I think du- cr- just uh, cr- Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw, is going on the IL. So we'll have to wait and see what comes up from that because again. I didn't really read that much into it. I think I saw that. I'm not really sure. Uh, Let's move on here. We got some new teams in sports. We have two leagues announcing new teams, and then the much-anticipated rebrand of an NFL team happened today. So first off, we have Charlotte FC. The first big name, first big league to announce anything today was Charlotte and was the MLS announcing their new team team and charlotte fc they just released the logo it's a pretty nice logo i like how they got minted on the side minted 2020 but i think uh for the logo purpose i'll throw it on the green screen if i added this part in the video they didn't add the little dots from 2020 onto minted that just looks odd how it's the logo's not even like there should be two dots on the 2022 and the minted one not just the 2022 if you've seen the logo you know you'll know what i'm talking about but if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up or I'll have it on the green screen. And this brings up a really funny point, at least to me. So the MLS Twitter account likes to go on different rants about, not really rants, but correcting people. It's like, it's called soccer, not football, you freaking English loser. But the thing about that thing is, it's so stupid that they come out and say, you know why it's stupid? Charlotte is a perfect example of this. That's why I thought of it when I was doing this. Charlotte FC. What does the FC stand for? It doesn't stand for soccer club because soccer starts with an S. Isn't Superman where we can just make the S stand for random things or make letters stand for different things like, oh, this S stands for hope. Well, this F and FC actually stands for soccer. So you just didn't know that, but that's a little, uh, little exchange that me and you have that some insider information that, it might even say football club on the logo, but you know what? Again, the word actually means something else. It's like S and Hope and Superman, like that kind of stuff. But you go on Twitter and you blast people. Not blast, that's a little harsh, but you go on Twitter, make fun of people for calling it football. And then out of the 28 teams that have been announced, because there's four teams, four expansion teams coming, so make the league up to 30. 26 teams in the league right now that are playing. Austin and Charlotte will have teams coming in the near future, and then we'll have Sacramento and St. Louis joining afterwards. Hopefully Des Moines with their USL championship team can eventually make the way to Major League Soccer. Des Moines growing at such a rate where a professional sports team, maybe not at the level of NFL or NBA or MLB, can go with, but they're going at a rate where we can get a lower, not lower level because that's demeaning, but another sport. We can get an MLS team. And I love the MLS. I'm not debate. I'm not degrading the MLS. I love the MLS. We'll go over to the MLS is back tournament in a little bit. But you can't go on Twitter and say, oh, it's called soccer, not football. And then 14 out of the 28 teams, or not, not the 14, 13 out of the 28 teams have FC in their title. That's damn near half of the league has FC in their title. Some teams don't have FC or SC in there, and some teams have SC in there. And this is a, a little thing of 
FC and CF. So like Inter Miami, that's a little Spanish thing right there. The club football or whatever. The like Real Madrid CF. That's what theirs is. So like that. The 13 out of 28. And if you go through all 30 teams, 14 of them have FC, which I guess uh, St. Louis hasn't announced a team yet, a team name yet. So they could very well have that and make half the teams have FC or CF in their title. But Sacramento, it, oh, I just read it. What is it called? It's not Sacramento FC. It's Or maybe it is. They said something like join this or something. I don't know. But you can't make fun of people for saying FC or football or calling it football. Which are being real, it is called football. Even though the original term was soccer, it kind of changed into football because it makes the most sense. You're kicking a ball with your foot. Ball, foot, football, makes sense. But you can't go on and go, ah, you, you little idiot called it football. It's actually soccer. When half your teams, or pretty much half your teams, have uh, FC or CF in their names. It's not a great look. Makes the MLS, and MLS, which is not great, because again, I really like the MLS, but people make fun of the MLS all the time for being a retirement league or calling it soccer or all that kind of stuff. This does not help that make those people stop making fun of you. That doesn't help. Going like, ah, man, you loser. Football, salt soccer. But other teams, we have the NFL with the Washington football team. Yeah. I was talking to my dad about this. I was like, football team just sounds weird. Like, Football club sounds good, way better, but that's the soccer thing. So, of course, you're not going to get one to get that mixed up because Charlotte FC just announced their thing. If you went Washington FC, like soccer, football, it, which I guess technically it is football. The Iowa Barnstormers, the arena league team, or the indoor football league team, are their little logo, their circle thing says football club on it. At least it used to. I haven't looked at the logo in a while. But Washington football team. Their uniforms are about as plain as you can get. I mean, there's nothing, there's there's no name. So you're just Washington football, Washington football team. Same color scheme and everything. Got numbers on the helmet. I personally am a fan of numbers on football helmets. My dad's not that huge of a fan of numbers on football helmets, but I am. I really enjoy those. Just still really simple, really simple things. And the uniforms aren't bad. I mean, there's not, you can't really critique them. There's nothing really going on here if you just want to go, they're plain. But that's because they don't have anything, which is funny because remember they had all of those things about, oh, we got a huge club meeting about the name change. We, this, my dad said this earlier. This name has been under fire for at least five years. You couldn't think of a name in five years to figure this out. That just sums up the Daniel Snyder era as a whole. You, This has not been, a, oh, this happened last week and people just now started getting infuriated about it. It's been a hot button topic for years now. And now we're just like, oh, crap. Uh, the procrastination at its finest right here. Washington football team. It's not bad. Very plain stuff. I mean, you can't. it's not something spectacular. But, yeah, the, uh, we'll wait and see what they do because apparently they're going with Washington football team for the entire season. So, we'll, you can't be going like, oh, man, go. You can act, This is where you can actually go and not sound stupid, but you can actually say go team. A lot of people do that when they're trying to either A, be funny, or A, or B, <laughs> A, or A. A, try to be funny, or B, don't know what they're doing. Which most of the time, it just reverts back to A anyway, so that's why I really said A and A. But you can actually say, go team, and not get a weird look out of you. I have someone next to you, like, ah, go team. What? 
You said go team. We have a team name. What is it? What is it? We're a football team. <laughs> That's the nickname. Washington and then football team. Let's go football team. People actually can say that unironically now because that's actually their team name, which makes it even funnier. And then the last one, the Seattle Kraken have officially dropped their name, uniforms, all that stuff. Uh, the hype video was pretty cool that they tweeted. Uh, you'll have to go watch it. Go to the Seattle Kraken Twitter account. It's pretty cool. The uniforms, though, um, I'm not a huge fan of them. I mean, there's nothing really much to them, really. I kind of like the logo. I, the color scheme's cool. I like the color scheme, but I don't know if I really like the uniforms that much. I mean, they're not. Ter- that's not terrible, but it looks like one an EAS- EASHL team. I've never been able to say that. Some of my friends play that a lot. I haven't played that in years. Um, and it also looks like a uh, New York Islanders-style jersey or something that they would wear as like a alternate uniform or something it kind of resembles maybe i'm going crazy here but i gotta look this up because it's, it's gonna bother me if it's not right yeah it looks like the fisherman jerseys from the the new york islanders or at least similar i mean it's orange but it's like an updated version of the fisherman jersey essentially is that black or is that blue? Because if it's black, then that kind of ruins it. That was blue. Or is that black? I don't know. The original one's black. That one's blue. There's a lot of different colors here. But the blue one. There we go. There's a blue one right there. It looks like. And it's different colors. It replaced the red or the orange with uh, red. And they're pretty much the same uniform. Maybe I'm tripping or something. I don't really know. But they're not that crazy. I mean. It's nothing compared to the Chicago Blackhawks jerseys, which are the best in all of sports, but they're all right, I guess. The lo- I like the logo. I get, I am a fan of the logo. There's a lot of people that wanted a different name for them. I heard Sockeye was something that was uh, building popularity, I guess. Like Sockeye Salmon up in Seattle. Um, that was one that was really, really close, or uh, that was that a lot of people were leaning towards. Um, bar down instagram account they posted a picture of some other names that they could do uh the squids which is uh you can't do squids in hockey that's not one we can really do uh totems would have been an interesting one the needless needles i read that wow this is why i need another semester of college needles (laughs) needless wow and the rain i mean someone says the Seattle Poop Socks. <laughs> what what a name. Redskins has been thrown around a lot as well, just as a, a meme name. But, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm fine with Kraken, I guess. I mean, people are wanting their arena to be called the Crack House, which would be kind of funny, but I don't think they'd actually allow that. The NHL, a professional sports organization, would not allow a team to call their arena the Crack House. I don't think that would happen. But you can't call yourself the Squids. That's uh, You can't do that. That's not a great phrase around the world of hockey. So, I mean, so you can't do that. But Kraken, I guess, is all right. And we got an update on the Washington Nationals-Yankees game. The Nationals just scored a run. Eric Thames homers to right field, 406 feet. Get the Washington Nationals' first run of the season. 2-1 now is the score. Both pitchers, great pitchers in in those respects, Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer. 
Max Scherzer was in the running for Cy Young. Garrett Cole should have won the Cy Young last year for the AL. So, yeah. We're in the bottom of the second inning right now. Nationals are up again. If you know how baseball, you you just knew how that's how baseball worked. So I didn't really need to explain that to you because you're smart. I obviously know you're smart. But with that, talking about the Seattle Kraken, looking at their sweaters, looking at their logo and all that stuff, I thought for Friday Fun Day, and this is the latest we've done a Friday Fun Day, we pretty much just dragged this out to almost the last section of the show. We're going through NHL jersey tier list maker. So it's got all the jerseys on here in the NHL. Some beauties, some absolute atrocities, and yeah, let's just do this really quick. Try to get through this as fast as possible uh, today. Chicago Blackhawks go up in S tier. No one else will join the Blackhawks in S tier. They will stay up there untouched. Let's go with A tier. Which uniforms deserve to be in A tier? Now, there's this. I'm a fan. Now, this is just me. I'm a fan of simple jerseys. Very simple jerseys. I'm not a fan of extravagant stuff like a bunch of different marks and stuff or a bunch of different colors i hate hated the tampa bay bucks uniforms because of how many colors they just threw together and it just looked disgusting which a lot of people to be fair didn't like them anyways and i'm also not a fan of certain colors as uniforms like i'm fine with a yellow jersey or a orange jersey but if it's everything that's where i'm like Ugh, i don't i'm not a huge fan of that which thankfully the NHL doesn't do everything is like orange, 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 or yellow, 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 yellow. I hate that. I mean, it's all, it's not, I, it's bad. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's just bad. What else do we want to put up at the top? What do we want to put on the bottom? Minnesota Wild, F tier, obviously. Um, who else? I could throw the Red Wings at F, but the Red Wings don't have that terrible of uniform, so I'll throw them in D, just personal reasons. Uh, uh, Predators, F tier as well. Same reasons, F tier. The Colorado Avalanches actually have the worst uniform in the NHL. Their alternate uniforms aren't terrible, but they have to go down there. The St. Louis Blues, their royal blue jerseys. Now, these one with the navy blue shoulders can go down at the bottom as well. Uh, the baby, the royal blue ones, those can kind of go up towards B tier. I like those ones. I'm not. I can't put the Red Wings anything above D tier because that stands for dick, and that's what the Red Wings are. Uh, what other ones do we got on here that are actually pretty nice? These, uh, Winnipeg Jets ones are pretty nice. We could throw those up in B tier, maybe on the cusp of A tier. Maybe we could do that. It's on the cusp. It's on the cusp of A tier. What other uniforms do we got on here? The flag, the hurricane flag, uh, D tier. It's not that great. It's not fantastic. The Calgary Flames, the blacks, like the half sleeve things, those are not good. But the ones they have, they're... Their retro ones, when they first moved to Calgary from Atlanta, just the Atlanta Flames uniforms, I guess. They brought these back. Other than the colors, um, they're actually pretty cool. But I'm going to throw them down in C tier because it's I don't like the color scheme. It's just not anything spectacular. I'm going to throw the Coyotes up in D as well because they have the half-sleeved thing. Now, their alternates with the little Coyote on it, with the markings on it as well, that can go up straight to A tier. Those uniforms are beautiful. I just, I know I said I like simplicity in uniforms, but those are just nice uniforms. They're just very nice. I like those uniforms a lot. Uh, the What other uniforms do we have on here? Vegas Golden Knights, they can go straight to D tier. Those are not anything special. I don't like the gray. I don't like all the different colors going down the sleeve. It's just a weird combination. I don't know. It's You can't really mess up that color scheme, but I just not, uh, I'm not particularly a huge fan of that. 
Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they can go up in B tier. I like that they went to the the yellow more than the gold. I love black and yellow. The Hawkeyes have that color. And just more it fits in with the city of Pittsburgh. You got the Steelers, the Pirates. Now you got the Penguins all wearing the exact same color scheme, yellow and black. They're going to call it gold, but it's black. Some legendary players playing for that organization. Now, the Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers, almost said Houston Oilers. Um, they need to go, I don't like, the, the, the orange uniforms, I, I just, I, I, let's just say it like it is, the orange ones are not great, they need, if they're going to go with orange, you gotta go with the royal blue, the navy blue is not great, I'm not a fan of the navy, but I'm gonna put them up in D tier maybe, maybe I'll throw them, oh, I didn't even realize this list was on here, Harper Whalers, they might go up to S tier too to join the Blackhawks. They'll go straight to A tier. Those uniforms are absolute beauties. I love the Heartland Whalers uniforms. They're just awesome uniforms. Simple, beautiful uniforms. Washington Capitals, their little ones with the white on top, the like royal blue stuff. That can go up to A tier. I love, red, white, and blue is a great color combination. Now, let's just be honest here. Logan Blackman shows red, white, and blue. Uh, it's just a great color show. A great color combination. Uh, speaking of that, the Montreal Canadiens, uh, they can go up to C tier. I'm not a huge fan of the stripe that goes across the chest like that. It's kind of weird where it just cuts across. Like Northwestern did that for football, and I mean, it looks better in a hockey jersey, but football, it's terrible. Don't do that in any other sport other than hockey. You can get away with it there, uh, but they're still not. They're still not great. I'm not. I'm still not a huge fan of them. The San Jose Sharks, their black jerseys. Uh, these can go up straight to B tier. Those are some nice jerseys. I love the the teal. I just really like they're black. The black with like it's like glowing on the uniform. It's sweet. I absolutely love it. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers, their standard home ones, can go into D tier. Legendary uniforms. Don't get me wrong, but actually, you know what? I might. Ah, uh, no. The name on the back. It's the only one on this list that I can see. Maybe I'm tripping or something, but. The white nameplate with the black tech. Why did you just keep it? What, why don't you take out the black, the white? This makes it look weird. The only uniform in the NHL that does that, and there's a reason why, because it does not look very good. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, they're ones that with the foot, whatever you want to call that thing, goes down in D tier. The Mighty Ducks uniforms, now they got the teal on it, the retro look, those can go up in C tier because I love the mask the the duck mask that they have for the mighty ducks just some very very nice uniforms uh the Columbus Blue Jackets their standard ones can go to D tier as well I'm gonna put the cannon ones on C tier maybe oh wait uh no we'll move up to B tier those cannon jerseys simple look retro even though they're not a retro organization they look good I like the cannon the normal ones just aren't anything spectacular I don't, i'm not a huge fan of those now obviously i might be a little rude to the wild predators uh avalanche and blues but those uniforms are disgusting i don't care what anybody says you might say i'm biased or whatever those uniforms go straight in the trash can if i'm ever around those uniforms uh what other ones can we throw right in the tr- actually no we got to throw the new york rangers they gotta go up in a tier those uniforms are sweet this the the text going down like this, the sash style text, the Penguins had that for a little bit. It's just a really nice style. The only uniform in the NHL 
that does that for their every uniform. Some teams will throw it back with those uniforms. Like I said, the Penguins did that. Uh, the Bruins might have done that. I'm not 100% sure on that. But I really like the New York Rangers uniforms. But those Whalers ones are just so nice. I love those those Hartford Whaler uniforms. Man, shame that the Carolina Hurricanes can't use those for their all-the-time uniform because their other uniforms, their random home ones, go straight to D tier. They're not spectacular. Uh, I don't know. I don't really like the logo. That's like the Ottawa Senators. They go straight to F tier because I hate the logo. Ottawa apparently is going for a more 2D look for their logo. And if you've seen the style, the, the the concepts of it, it's not great. I'm not a massive fan of the just the Senator in general, but the 2D one might be even worse than that one. Uh, going up to B tier, I'm going to throw up the Maple Leafs uniforms, and I'm also going to throw up the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they're pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, but blue and white, I mean, you can't really go wrong with it. Just really simple, two colors, very simple stuff. Throw it up in B tier. What are the uniforms? The Vancouver Canucks, uh, they can go in D tier. The green just makes it look weird. I know it's like the Cascadia or whatever. Or I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of the the blue and green. And I don't really know what the logo is. I think it's a whale. Is that a whale? Uh, we can look that up later, I guess. We're not going to do it here because we're, we're about 15 minutes left in today's show. Next one on here, the New York Islanders. Uh, this is... It's not bad. I mean, I don't like how the sleeves are the half things. The half sleeves are, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of the, like, we're going to cut it off at your bicep or whatever, or your forearm and just white or one other color that doesn't match the rest of the uniform. Like, you see that with the Coyotes and their normally, the Philadelphia Flyers and their uniforms, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Ottawa Senators, the Blues, um, the Calgary Flames. Like, these uniforms just don't look good. And this is my opinion. You might completely disagree with me on that. The, I, the Whalers, I like those. I know those are the same thing, what I'm talking about now. But those are just retro. I love those uniforms. Just because they're, they're retro, they're just sweet. I love those uniforms. Uh, next one, the Buffalo Sabres, my dad's team. I'm going to throw them in C tier. Same thing with the, uh, with the Bruins uniforms as well. I'm not a huge fan of the Bruins thing where they got the, the yellow on the shoulders. But other than that, it's the exact, it's a carbon copy essentially of the Buffalo Sabres ones. I would put the Buffalo Sabres even higher in A tier if they had their royal blue jerseys on here. I know a lot of people really like those black and red ones that they had in the early 2000s with the Dominic Hasek era or the later, or the, like the year they went to the Stanley Cup final against the Stars. That era of uniform. A lot of people really like those uniforms. But I am in the boat that wants them to go to the royal blue uniforms. I like the black and red ones as like, uh, oh, look, they wore those one time. Not as a every single day. That is an early 2000s, late 90s style uniform if I've ever seen one. It's much like the Avalanche. The Avalanche haven't changed their uniform once the entire time it existed. At least the Stars changed their colors back to what a color scheme, essentially, what the North Stars were, even though they don't have the yellow in there but the stars speaking of the stars let's throw them up in c tier nothing spectacular just a pretty simple uniform the new york islanders with their big ny on the front f tier that big ny on the front the white shoulder things that's disgusting send that down to f tier absolutely atrocious you the why is the logo so freaking big it's just ny with a hockey stick at least if you're gonna do a uniform like that 
do the aforementioned fisherman uniforms that we've talked about. Everybody loves the fisherman uniform. I don't know if there's anybody that dislikes the New York Islanders fisherman uniforms. Those are absolutely awesome uniforms. Next one on here, who are we going to do? The Capitals, their normal uniforms. Um, I'm not a fan of the white going all the way down the sleeve. That goes straight to D tier. Not really much to say about that one. Uh, what are the, the, Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche alternates. Uh, those can go a bit S tier because it's kind of cool. I mean, it's a lot of different, a lot of things going on in this uniform, but it's a kind of, it works kind of. I kind of like it. So that's why I'm throwing up in C tier. The San Jose Sharks, their normal uniforms can get thrown up in C tier. The teal, I'm not a huge fan of teal, but it's not a bad looking uniform. If you don't like teal, then you definitely don't like the San Jose Sharks uniforms because that's just all it is, teal. You don't like that, then you don't like it. Uh, the, the Lightning, their black uniforms, those go up in B tier as well with the normal Lightning uniform. They're just black. The numbers are black, which I kind of like those, uh, what is it called, monochromatic things. I don't know if I said that right, but black on black or red on red. I have a bunch of sweatshirts like that coming whenever I release the leak for the Logan Blackman Show official merchandise page. So be ready for that. Uh, I'm trying to rush through this. We got I got some things I want to talk about. I got 10 minutes left. But I'm, I'm going to go over regardless. We probably really realistically have 20 minutes left. Um, what else do we want to talk about here? There's We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 uniforms left. The Winnipeg Jets... They're white ones. I like those. Those can go up in B tier. Those are really nice uniforms. They're home ones, though. Uh, those can go in C tier. I mean, there's nothing spectacular about them. I really like the Winnipeg Jets playoff atmosphere. It's a small marketplace, but their playoff stuff is really, really cool. I did see this on Instagram, though, where they call them, they like their logos on there. I think their alternate ones on the inside of the collar says, like, we the North or we are the North when they're like the third highest team in Canada when it comes to being Northern. So that's just, I just think that's kind of funny Islanders though. I, I keep coming back to the Islanders one. We'll throw them in D tier. Those are not, they're not bad, but they're not that good either. Um, the LA Kings, their normal uniforms. They'll go up in C tier, I guess. There's nothing, nothing great about them. The gray uniforms. I'm not a fan of the gray uniforms. I like them less than their normal uniforms. If they had the awesome one with the crown on it, the the purple and gold ones, the purple and yellow ones, B tier, but they don't. They have these gray ones. Uh, I don't really like when teams go with gray uniforms. It just looks weird. I've, I've never really been a fan of it. None of my teams, to my knowledge, I mean, discounting baseball because most teams' away uniforms in baseball are gray, so I'll, I'll let the pass on that. But, like, as a main uniform, the Rams color uniforms are bone basically kind of like gray they don't look good seahawks have gray uniforms that don't look good these don't look bad because it's just black and gray but i'm not a fan of the gray uh next one on here who we want to do the florida panthers simple with the middle stripe thing again they're not very they're all right uniforms there's just two they're really simple i'm gonna throw up a c tier i'm not necessarily a huge fan of them but I don't necessarily hate them either. I'm going to throw them up in C tier. The Philadelphia Flyers orange uniforms. I actually kind of like those. We might throw those up in B tier. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick them in B tier. Those aren't too bad. I like how it's just black and orange. Complete opposite of what they're doing with their home uniforms. It's very, very simple. There's a lot of things going on with the Philadelphia Flyers home uniforms. That needs to change. There's a lot of things going on 
with those uniforms. And I like I kind of like the simplicity of their alternate uniforms, even though I'm not a huge fan of orange uniforms. I kind of like those. Uh, the St. Pats, the Toronto St. Pats, uh, form or they were once a team. I don't they're they were a team of a Toronto. I don't know if they became the Maple Leafs, but the Maple Leafs wear them as alternate uniforms sometimes, or like their throwback uniforms. Let's throw them up in B tier. Very simple uniforms. Old school. I'm a fan of retro stuff. I'm a massive fan. I'm a sucker for retro stuff. I love the retro Bills stuff. Like, as I you see here, I got Zubas on. I got a Bills hat and the Kurt, like the old school hats there. I love retro stuff. I love it. I'm a sucker for my old Bills hat that I wore all the time before my dog chewed it up. Had the retro Buffalo on it. I love retro uniforms. So, though it's really simple, I'm a massive fan of throwing it back a little bit. Like, the Bucks love that they went back to their old thing. The Browns love that they went back to their old thing. Rams, I thought they were going to go back to their old thing with, like, the original A Rams with Dickerson, and then later the early years of Warner, Bruce, Holt, uh, Marshall Falk, Orlando Pace, those early uniforms. And then they went to those ugly ones they wore in St. Louis after that, after they won the Super Bowl. And then I was like, oh, they're going to go back to the ones they wore in L.A. And they went in a completely different direction and played, paid probably – hundreds of thousands of dollars to design those and they just turned out disgusting uh we got three more uniforms left the pittsburgh penguins the yellow ones uh they don't look bad i might throw them up in b tier maybe i'll keep them in c tier high c tier because i kind of like those uniforms like kind of but they're yellow i'm not a huge fan of the yellow uniforms i really i kind of like their home ones that's why they're up in beach i like black and yellow but yeah now we got the new jersey devils Pretty much the same uniforms their entire existence. The Marty Brodeur days, they're the exact same. They haven't changed them at all, it feels like. The white ones, I don't know. Those have, those are black. Because they have a green one. I didn't know if those were black or green because it's really dark and kind of hard to tell. I think that's black for the away one. The home one's been black. But C tier for both of them, I mean, they're the same thing. You can't really hate on one of them and like the other one. They're literally the same thing. The logo's the same. You got the stripes are pretty much the same. I guess there's no stripe on the bottom on the home uniforms, but there's nothing great about it, but nothing terrible about it either. C tier for me. So that's my NHL uniforms or uniform jersey, NHL jersey tier list, NFL, geez, I'm all over the place. NHL sweater tier list, whatever you want to call this. This is it. I'll post it on social media and yeah, have at it. I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me because, of course, it's just looking at a uniform and saying you like it or dislike it. And it's, of course, it's subjective. But this is how I feel. I'm biased towards the, most of the teams towards the bottom. The Red Wings, to be honest, don't have terrible uniforms. But I cannot rank them above D tier. Why? Because that's how much I like them. D. D for dumb. D for dunce. Hate them. Hate the Red Wings. They're my least favorite team in the NHL. Same with the Wild. The Blues got lucky because those uniforms at the top are nice their home ones the like the wild predators avalanche and blues even if i had no bias in that whatsoever i would still throw them in f because their uniforms are absolutely disgusting i hate all four of those uniforms with a passion i actually hate every single one of those on f tier none more than the other i just hate all of them actually i hate the blues one the most the blues one is my least favorite one but that's that's what we've got i'm gonna post this on social media so make sure you stay tuned for that well, well, yeah, I'm going to post this tomorrow. So, yeah, Friday. Stay tuned for the Logan Blackman Show 
uh, NHL tier list of NHL uniforms. We've never done this one before. We've done NFL tier list of uniforms. We've done all sorts of uniform things, but never NHL. So I thought it'd be fun to do an NHL one today with the Kraken coming out. I thought it'd be fun to do it on here. So now let's move into the same as another sport, but similar in uh, physicality and stuff like that. Uh, soccer. <laughs> Everybody's favorite sport if you're a hockey fan. I got a thing for Stay Woke Wednesday next week about soccer, so stay tuned for that whenever Stay Woke Wednesday happens, which will be on a Wednesday, which it's in the title, so I guess you could figure that out yourself. But the MLS is back tournament. Group stage is done tonight, Thursday. If you're listening to this on Friday, it was done the night before, so you'll know the scores before I do. Or I guess probably the same time. But for right now, yeah, whatever. So we got Group F action taking place tonight. We got the LA Galaxy taking on Houston Dynamo at 7 p.m. Central Time, which is in one minute from now. And then... LAFC taking on the Portland Timbers at 9.30 Central Time. And while we're on the top, while we're just looking at scores, let's just look at the MLB. 3-1 to one in favor of the New York Yankees right now in the MLB's opening day of the season. But yeah, that's what Group F looks like right now. If we're looking at the standings, Houston or uh, Houston and LA are competing for that third place spot. The best Houston or LA can do is get to third. Because they lost two, they lost both games so far, zero points. But thankfully, Houston's just not very good, so they're stuck on one point. LA got absolutely smashed by LAFC, six to two. Did not see that coming whatsoever. If I look at my pre-tournament predictions, which I don't like to at this point, I had the LA Galaxy winning this group, which is ridiculous to think about because I don't know why. I know why I said they would win it, but I don't know why I didn't say LAFC would win it. If I'm thinking back now, if I'm looking back, I mean, I think when I thinking what I, knowing what I know now, I think I still would have. If I was predicting, the only thing I would have changed in this group was have LAFC win in this group, which I should have had that anyways. But Portland's been playing out of their minds this tournament so far. Not out of their minds, but they've been playing good, good enough, I guess. Two one victories both games. But I wasn't anticipating Javier Hernandez to be out the rest of the tournament, which is not great for my bracket thing. So I hope. When this game starts, right now, it's starting right now, that they pull their heads out of their asses and don't lose by five goals or four goals, whatever it was, against LAFC. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I can't believe that. Ridiculousness. But, yeah. It's, gonna ridic- it's, it's about to get crazy. We're almost got every single spot locked in. Jeez. For the final third place games, uh, Real Salt Lake, Montreal Impact, and the Vancouver Whitecaps have all locked their spots in to the actual playoffs. The New York Red Bulls have eliminated themselves with a minus three goal differential on three points. They cannot do anything. They played all three games. The Houston Dynamo can, with a win tonight, shoot themselves all the way up to the number one three seed if they win tonight. Have to win and can't allow any goals. So they'd probably, I think it was it go by disciplinary record after if they're tied on goal differential. So Houston, if they win by two and don't allow any goals tonight against the LA Galaxy, they can realistically go from sixth to first like that. And that's crazy. But let's look out how the other brackets did in the MLS's back tournament. So when I made my predictions, the groups were not this way. There were six teams in group A and the Chicago Fire were one team in group A. FC Dallas was in group B. 
all of that stuff basically just shafted my tournament. So that's why my predictions suck comparatively to the other bracket, which are actually not that bad, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Group A, Orlando City FC won the group with Philadelphia Union coming in second with NYCFC finishing third with a cheeky little win over Inter-Miami, getting their second goal of the season. Uh, group B, San Jose Earthquakes won that early. They were the first team that locked their spot in to the actual playoff round, like locking their spot in. I know a lot of teams advanced, but they had their game locked in. They knew who what, what spot they were going to be playing in. Uh, then you had Seattle Sounders advancing, and Vancouver Whitecaps have officially advanced as well. Seattle coming in second, Vancouver in third. Chicago lost three two nothing against the Vancouver Whitecaps, which I did not see coming at all. If I'm being 100 honest, I honestly did not see Vancouver beating the Chicago Fire like that as Chicago beat Seattle earlier in the tournament now Vancouver scored three goals against the team that eventually won the group so they could score but they got ousted three nothing by Seattle the team that Chicago just beat the game before so I was a little surprised I'm, I'm still a little surprised that Vancouver won they're one of the worst teams in the MLS I thought they were done but fair play to Vancouver they advanced to the next round group C Toronto FC unsurprisingly won the group with New England coming second and Montreal coming in third took Montreal the last game to advance I thought they would lock it up earlier than that. But two draws for DC United and one loss saw them exited out of the tournament or eliminated from tournament play, which is sad because they didn't have a terrible team, but that's just how it works sometimes. I I did have DC United out of the tournament, so I'm cool with whatever happened in Group C. Group D, Sporting Kansas City won the group six points. Dominating performance against Real Salt Lake or dominating. It was a good performance against Real Salt Lake. Johnny Russell scored a, I don't know what you want to call it. It wasn't a skillful goal, a lucky goal, I guess, in the 52nd, 51st second of the game. Fastest goal since I think they said 2013. That could be wrong. I think that's wrong. I think it was like three. It might have been three years ago. I don't remember exactly when the fastest goal before that was. Then Gerso Fernandez. Comes in as a sub a lot later than what a lot of people are expecting, including myself. Brings a lot of pace and skill off the bench. He's like a super sub type thing. Especially when everybody's tired, the last thing you want to see is Gerso Fernandez come onto the field and absolutely torch you running the ball and doing skills against you. And you're tired just, oh my god, I'm going to lunge into tackles and stuff. But he scored an absolute beauty on the game as well in the 86th minute. And then Colorado and, F- and Minnesota United drew 2-2, two to two, meaning... Minnesota United comes in second. Real Salt Lake third. Colorado Rapids eliminated. Got that exactly right. Exactly right. Beautiful stuff there from Logan. Group E, Columbus Crew won the group. Uh, didn't allow a goal. The entire tournament score so far scored seven. Beat Atlanta United, who lost every single game and did not score a goal that entire tournament. Yeah, not great. Uh, FC Cincinnati also advanced with a 2-0 win over the New York Red Bulls. Again, Honestly, did not see Vancouver and FC Cincinnati advancing. Especially didn't see FC Cincinnati advancing and like second. I can see them maybe sneaking in at third, but after the first game, when they got absolutely pounded by Columbus for nothing, that was more a testament to how good Columbus was than actually how bad FC Cincinnati was. FC Cincinnati is still not that good, but that was more on New York or the Columbus crew just absolutely dominating that game absolutely dominate and FC Cincinnati fair play to them do have some decently talented players on their roster decently talented not 
the most talented players of all time, but decently talented players. Like Greg Garza, decently talented. Kendall Watson is decently talented. Yaya or Yuya Kubo, decently talented. CM DeYoung, decently talented. Played in the Premier League for a little bit. They got some decent players on their team. Takuda Mena was recruited by the United States men's national team for a while because of his pace when he was playing for, I think, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Maybe I got that wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, Jonathan Davies or Alfonso. Why did I say Jonathan? Alfonso Davies. Next one, Joe Gayu. Joe when he was balling out for Bruce Dortmund, a lot of people expected him to be one of the next saviors of the United States and completely fell off the face of the earth, and then no one remembers where he is until – now, when I said that, Sada Dual Salam, former Kansas for, former Sporting Kansas City player, Jurgen Locadia, former Brighton Hove Albion player, former PSV player, decent success in the Eredivisie, did not do anything in the Premier League, and hasn't done anything really of note in the MLS so far. But decently talented players here, and they showed that former Manchester United legend, former Manchester United center back Yap Stam, is their manager and is doing a decent job there. So that's what we've got right now in the MLS's back tournament for the bracket. Philadelphia Union will be playing the New England Revolution. Sporting Kansas City still awaiting their opponent. San Jose Earthquakes are playing Real Salt Lake. Columbus Crew against Minnesota United. I mean, hey, I, this is just based off what I've seen so far, but Minnesota United, good luck in that game. I'm just, that just based what I've seen so far. Orlando City SC versus Montreal Impact. That should be a very fun game. I would go with Montreal winning that game. I'll make full predictions once the bracket is actually locked in. Uh, Seattle, they'll be playing the runners-up of Group F. Toronto FC will be playing the third place of Group A or B. And the winners of Group F will be playing FC Cincinnati, which will be decided tonight as LAFC plays the Portland Timbers. Here's what I said in my tournament predictions, which, granted, I did not do that bad. So I will take this to the bank. And since this is not official, like the standings aren't officially official yet, I don't have any points for my tournament. But once these are all locked in, I know they're all locked in. Like, most of them are locked in. But once the bracket is set, then I'll be able to lock in my points. But Group A, uh, I had NYCFC winning. Uh, I thought they would re like go back on what they did at the start of the season. Re I thought that was a little short spell. Turns out, that during these five games, and again, it's hard to tell through five games how good a team actually is. I thought they'd be so much better than this. Especially in a group that's not necessarily the strongest group in the world. I did not expect Orlando City SC to be as good as they do as they were, having a plus three goal differential. I had them coming in the bottom, but I also didn't have Nashville FC, SC, and the Chicago Fire were also available at that time in group A. Not anymore, obviously. But I had NYCFC coming first, Philadelphia Union coming second, which they did, so fair play. And then to Miami coming in third. Again, first team in MLS history lose all five games to start the season. That's not great. First five games of their existence, they lost all of them. That's not great. Uh, group B, uh, yeah. Seattle, San Jose. I had Seattle winning the group. I had San Jose's coming second. San Jose won the group. That's not that far off. I mean, that's not – I will take that. Vancouver came second in the group, did not even think about Vancouver. So I'm not – yeah, they don't. They only have two games in here so far, so I'm not even worried about Vancouver. Like I didn't even think twice about it, so I'm not gonna go like, oh, I should have done that. Uh, Group C, I had Toronto FC winning, Montreal, Montreal coming second, and then the New York Rev New England Revolution coming into the wild card. Toronto won, 
Montreal advanced, but they're the wild card team. New England Revolution came in second in the group on a nil-nil draw. Same goal differential so far this tournament. They've only allowed one goal so far, but they've only scored two. It's not a great return, but that's what we've got right now. I was like, I think that's good. I think that's a good start for that. That bracket's pretty much good. Locked in. 100% got it right. Or did I not did I not have it right? I had to have it right, didn't I? I did not say there would be a wild card team. What something's not right. One, two, three. What? Oh yeah, because they screwed me doing the stupid uh group thing. Group A. That sucked. That that's what's messing this up. I mean, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic and kind of not sarcastic at the same time because you had to choose three teams advancing from group A. And then there was only four teams at the start of the tournament. So that kind of messed everything up. But uh, I did have in my head Real Salt Lake coming in third. You can believe me or not. But I had Sporting winning and I had Minnesota United coming in second. So that one, A+, plus, A star, got that. Sporting Kansas City played very, very well these past two games. Not Well, not very, very well. Against Colorado, they played shaky. And really, really didn't deserve some of the things they got in this game. Against nine men, allowing them to come back into the game. Thankful for Graham Zuzzi to get another lucky goal, similar to Johnny Russell's goal, really. Really lucky. Um, but, yeah, remember when Yarborough was supposed to be, like, a U.S. starter? Now he's a backup for Colorado Rapids, only played through someone got injured. That's not great for Yarborough. He's playing for uh, Lyon, Club Lyon in Mexico at the time. Now he's a backup on Colorado. Group E, uh, I had Atlanta winning. No. I, the Red Bulls coming second and Columbus coming to the wild card. That's not great. I should have listened to my predictions. I had Columbus as my surprise team and I had Caleb Porter winning manager of the year and a few players on their team in MLS best 11. I don't know why I didn't listen to that. It's so, it's so stupid listening back to yourself like weeks later and realizing how stupid you were. Cause I, in my head right now, I should have had them coming second. I don't know why I had New York coming in second, but Whatever. I thought I was very confident in Atlanta, even without Joseph Martinez, but they will not be competing for MLS Cup this year. That's not a great look. After especially after signing Brad Guzan to a big money extension this offseason. Now, granted, they did only allow three goals this tournament. Their attack was not there. So I can I'm not gonna put everything on Brad Guzan. And then group F, I had LA Galaxy winning for some odd reason, and then I had LAFC in second and Portland in th- uh, wild card. So I could get 100% right on LAFC coming second, but I don't know why I had LA Galaxy winning. Well, I know why, but I, looking back, it's really stupid. Really quick, uh, let's look at this real quick. The last weekend of the Premier League is this Sunday. we got relegation battle between Bournemouth, Watford, Aston Villa. All three of those teams will be competing. I think Watford damned themselves to the relegation when they fired a manager two games left in the season, and they don't have an easy schedule. And Bournemouth just looked done and out when they played Manchester United. So, I think they're done. I think Manchester United will finish third in the league with Chelsea coming in fourth and Leicester City coming in fifth after a loss to Manchester United. I'm going to go 2-1 final there for Manchester United to finish third place in the league in the championship. We have the championship playoffs. West Brom and Brentford screwed up. Brentford freaking lost to Barnsley, which was not expected. And then... I mean, West Brom didn't really screw up because they didn't really need to do anything. They they came in second. West Brom got the automatic promotion. Brentford will be playing Swansea City in the championship playoffs. Fulham will be playing Cardiff. I got the draws right. I thought West Brom and Fulham would draw. 
I thought Brentford would win, and they lost one nothing. So, Brentford, you screwed yourselves. Okay, you screwed yourself. And congratulations to Jude Bellingham, who got his jersey retired. Uh, 17 years old. Playing one season in the senior team, got his jersey retired. I don't know the whole backstory, but on face value, that is ridiculous. So, with that being said, I thought that'd be a fun way to close it out today. Uh, a little more inches, a little different than what we usually do on Fridays. But still a fun Friday. I love Fridays. Fridays and Wednesdays are my two favorite days to do the Logan Blackman show. Once sports come back in full, like football comes back, we can start doing unit of the week again, which will be very fun, which is my favorite moment of Fridays. But Fridays are just fun. More freedom on Fridays can do. I mean, I have freedom every day because I don't have anybody telling me what to do. But Friday fun day, top five dumbest. That'll be coming up next week. We still need to figure out what team to do for that. But yeah, that's all I've got for you today for this Friday edition of the Logan Blackman show. I hope you have yourselves a fun and safe weekend and enjoy the rest of your day. And I will see you all on Monday. Peace.